Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. So we've been using for a foundational text, and we've been been talking about, um, we've been sharing several different scriptures. But our foundational text came from Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, and it reads like this, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written. Let's say this last part together. The just shall live by faith. Father, we bless you on this afternoon. We glorify you, God. We see you bigger than any situation, circumstance that we may be going through right now, God. And we pray even now for the miracle of the sore. That God, everyone in this place, in this building, in this tent that we call it, it's good ground. And they're going to bring forth fruit in their lives, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. Now, Holy Spirit, we need you to be the great teacher on this morning. God, you can teach us. We want to be taught. Father, we love you. Can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the matchless name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray. And all the people of God said, amen. amen. Well, you may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king. Amen. As I've started off every, every week when I've, I've started this particular lesson or this, this message that we've been talking about, I started off with this statement. I'm not going to deviate from that. The average person, human being, consumes approximately 11,000 liters of air a day. But as you go throughout that day, probably even at the end of the day, before you lay your head down, you never think about the air you had to breathe unless you have breathing problems. So the statement that we made, humanity has to have air in order to survive. But the scripture just told us that in order for you and me to survive in the kingdom of God, we have to do it by faith. In order to live in the, it sounds like a, it sounds like a simple statement, but it's the most profound, one of the most profound things that we can read in scripture. Because here's the difference. Now here's the revelation of a difference here. Once you give your life to the Lord, you belong to a brand new system. You belong to the kingdom of God. Amen. So it's just like, man, it's just like you being dropped into a foreign country and can't speak the language. You can't communicate with nobody. And people around you that's living in this particular country are saying, listen, don't you know where you are? You got to learn to speak the language in order to communicate. Well, the kingdom of God works the exact same way. You have to learn to speak the language of the kingdom in order to survive in the kingdom. And the language, the currency of the kingdom is faith. You can't do nothing without faith. The currency that we deal with right now is dollars and cents and money. It used to be gold back in the day. I guess one time with the barter system used to be chickens, eggs. I mean, you know, you could could barter, exchange, whatever you had to get what you needed. But now that you, you belong to the kingdom of God, in order to get whatever you need, there's only one thing that you need. 
and his faith. You can't get nothing without it. You can stand in, all, stand in line all day. You can quote Genesis to Revelation, but if you're not quoting it with, with no faith, it's going to do you exactly no good. It's not about the cross that you wear around your neck. It's not about how short your skirt is. It's about you living by faith. Amen. I, listen, I, man, I'm passionate about this thing because not only do I want you to live by faith, man, I got to live by faith too. So there's times we're dealing with this, with this, you know, even with the building, we've been talking to different people, looking at other buildings, and man, I have to remind myself and my wife will remind you, we just have to be faithful. Just have faith, man. You got to see it. And man, I see it. Amen. I'm walking in it. Amen. I've touched it. I see you there. I see a band. I see the whole thing. But I'm asking God to continue to give me patience. Come on, somebody. To wait for the promise to be manifested. But because the promise is the promise. And all of the promises in Christ Jesus are yes. And amen. And amen. So that means it's a done deal. So that's why this, this faith thing is, 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 is I'm passionate about it. Because it's not me saying this, it's the, the Bible says the only way that we can live in this kingdom is by faith. Amen. And here's the thing, the Bible says that we would have life, have it how? More abundantly, have life. But you have to live life. He can give you life. You don't want to just have it. Don't you want to live it? No, seriously. I'm not just saying that. Don't you want to live life to its fullest? What does that mean? What does that look like? Living a life without stress and strain. That doesn't mean you're not going to go through some stuff. The difference is you'll be able to, when you go through some stuff with the Lord and go through it with faith, people around you will wonder what's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. Let me tell you about everything that's right with me. And it's one thing that's right with me, and that's Jesus Christ. And when you have him, you can go through these storms. You can go through these COVID times, man, with faith. Amen. Knowing that he's going to bring you through. Amen. It's the finished fight. He's already declared you the victor. But you're going to take some bumps and bruises. Amen. You may get knocked down a couple of times, but you, you're not going to get eventually knocked out. Amen. Amen, somebody. Has anybody been knocked down? Amen. I can tell you for myself, I've been knocked down. And here's the thing about, I don't know, I'm all over the place, Don, but I'm going to keep rolling. Amen. Here's the thing about being knocked out sometimes in the kingdom, even when you're saved. And one of the things, man, that I love that God has, God has placed on the inside of me, we're not going to be phony, fake, per perpetrating believers. Come on, somebody. Because I can tell you, man, that sometimes that I was saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and I was doing some of the most crazy things. But because of his grace and his mercy, he loved me. And just the same thing works for you, man. The things that you're going through, whatever situation, circumstance that you're going through, know that you have a God that loves and cares about you. Only thing he's saying, everything you need, I have it for you. The only way I can give it to you is for you to exchange your faith for what I have for you. You exchange your faith for his grace. His grace is available in abundance. 
I'm talking about in abundance. Amen, somebody. And one of the things that, you know, we always think about, sometimes we talk about abundant life. Abundance means just to have enough for you, your household, and for others. The part that we forget sometimes is the for others. Amen, somebody. But see, God is not going to just, he don't want to just give you for you to hoard the things up for yourself. He was our greatest example. The father, he gave his only begotten. He gave the very best because he wanted more. But in order for him, even the father, to get more, he had to give the best that he had. And that was his son. Do you, did you hear that? And you know what? The, the more that he wanted was you. He wanted you. Listen, I don't listen. I don't care what the world tells you that you, you, may, you may feel sometimes that you're not wanted. But man, you want it. You want it to the place where the father gave the very best that he had in order to get you. Crazy you. <laughs> Crazy me. He gave the best that he had. That's why you're worth it, man. You're worth it all. Mariah, do you know what you're worth? That's why, man, we got to tell our young ladies and our young men, don't you settle for some Amen. knucklehead. Amen. Praise the Lord because you're worth more than that. Amen. Amen. Don't be afraid to tell them I'm worth more than that. But where do you get that from? Well, my God told me I'm worth more than that. Amen, somebody. Amen. And we're going to remind you that you're worth more than that. Amen. Amen. Let me get back to my nose. Praise the but this faith thing is important. So we, 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 we covered so many different scriptures about faith. Now, another one I love to talk about is Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Just jot that down. But the gist of that, that scripture is that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. The measure of faith. One of the things that we deal with in our world, not just in the United States, but in, in I think in the entire world is a caste system. Everybody wants to be better than the next person. Amen. If it's not the color of your skin that makes you nobody, it's what you have in your bank account that makes you nobody. Or what side of town that you live, live on makes you nobody. Everybody has these things that they always try to measure you by. But I love the Lord, man. I love God because he always evens the playing field. So he says, bring your tithe and your offering. He didn't give a dollar amount. So it doesn't matter if you're a dollar heir or a billionaire. When you give a tithe of it, you've given the same according to God. So the same thing about our faith. So we all start from the same place. So I don't care if your pedigree has, you know, your daddy was a pastor, your daddy's daddy was a pastor, everybody saved up until it came to you. Or if you came from a family that what nobody said, didn't nobody know who the Lord was. Once he gave, once, listen, once you, he allowed, once you allowed him to come into your heart, you were given and dealt the exact same measure, right? If your daddy's daddy, 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 daddy wasn't saved, then the person who got saved, if their daddy's daddy, 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 daddy was saved, the exact same measure. Amen. So, so, so listen, but how your faith grows 
is by doing the same thing we're doing right now. It's, it's getting into this word. It's praying. It's, it's fasting. It's learning more and more about who Jesus is. Then all of a sudden you find yourself growing in faith. Amen? Amen. And here's the thing. Growing in faith does not necessarily mean that you're growing in your vocabulary of scripture. Help me somebody, because I tell you all the time, I always remind you of, of my, own, my own background, my father, he, third grade education, he could read and write, he could do all that stuff, but he couldn't read as well as I could or probably as well as you could. So that means he couldn't necessarily just sit down and read his Bible. But that man would quote scriptures that he didn't even know he was quoting. We would have conversations sometimes. He'd be like, well, you know, I just feel something in, inside of me. And he'd, be, he'd, say, he'd rattle something off. I'd be like, man, daddy, <laughs> you know where that came from? But, you know, the, the reason he was able to do that, it wasn't because he was super spiritual. It was because he was a man of faith. Because he would remind us that there were times that he, would, he didn't know what to do or how to do it, but he had a God that had all the answers that would point him to the right place at the right time that would always tell him what to do. And he said, you know what, boy, the only thing I, I learned to do was to trust God. And trust, a, a synonym of that is just having faith. Amen? Faith will take you where your, your wallet came. It'll do it. Somebody say, it'll do it. It will do it. Amen. Let me, let me go on to a couple of more of these. Then one more, one more scripture I'm, I'm going to talk about that we, I think one more, that we talked about. Mark chapter 11. Very important scripture. Mark chapter 11. Read that her, well, the whole, the whole chapter of Mark is, is, is important. But the part that we talked about, I think it's verse 22, where Jesus, you know, gave the example about, they, they, they went through the, um, the time when they dealt with the fig tree. Fig tree had been withered up, just like he said it would. His disciples said, man, did you see what just happened? And his reply to them was this, have faith in God. In God. And that's the thing that I want to remind you again on this morning is to have, our faith has to be rooted in him. Amen? Come on, somebody. Your faith has to be in God. And there are times when you're going to go through life where your faith in him is going to be tested. Amen? To make sure that your faith is in him and him alone. It can't be him and your job. Do you hear what I'm saying? Your faith has to be in him and him alone. You know, I love my wife, man. Man, you know, girl. But my faith in her can only go so far. Amen, somebody. But she has to have faith in him just like I have to have faith in, in him. So we have to have faith in God. Somebody say you have to have faith in God. Amen, amen. Then we talked about in Proverbs 16 and 23, write them down. Proverbs 16, 23, and Proverbs 15 and 28. The just of those two scriptures was um, we have to learn to train for war in times of peace. Meaning that, meaning that we will spend time or do the things that we need to do with the Lord when everything is going good. And those are the things, those are the times I believe that, that our faith will actually grow. Is when things are going well in our life, amen, and we spend those times with the Lord, in his word, fellowshipping with other believers, amen, positive believers, 
but <laughs> believers that really believe, amen, in those situations, those times, our faith will grow. So then when there's times of tragedy or times of war, we'll get to the place where they don't, they don't shake us. Amen. You know why? Because we've been rooted in something. So we have to train for war in times of peace. And this one too, I love this one. This is in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 and 3, where it talked about the gospel was preached to them, to us as well as them is the way they, the way they, put, the way they put it. But it didn't profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. Amen. So everything that you and I hear, even when we come together, it has to be mixed with faith. Amen, somebody. It has to be mixed with faith. Amen. So now we're going to go ahead and move on. I got some other scriptures. We're going to move on to the lesson that we have for you on today. Amen. That was nothing but a brief review of some of the things that we had in the past. And I'm going to keep reviewing them. Amen. Amen. Until you live them. Until I live them. <laughs> Because the Holy Ghost, just like Freddie said, she, be, she thinks she'd be doing it. Sometimes the Holy Ghost be doing me the same way. Amen. I ain't just preaching to you. I, what, what good is a cook if he won't eat his own cooking? I'd be kind of leery about that. Somebody come in there, just taste this. Be like, have you had some? No, I'll just taste this. I heard it was good. You heard. So for me, man, there's some times that I'm going through, you know, my normal everyday life where I be preaching to me. Like, remember what you said? <laughs> so my faith is growing, too, just like yours is. Amen. So today for a subject, I haven't even given you a subject yet, have I? I'm giving them a subject. Amen. I'm going to give you the subject for today. Amen. I, listen, don't, don't shoot me down. I know Michael Jackson was the one who quoted this, but our subject for today is don't stop till you get enough. Amen, somebody. Amen. I know y'all saying, how he going to do that? In your Bibles, don't stop till you get it up. Remember that. Luke chapter 18. I'm going to be reading this from the, the passing translation. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8 is what we're going to be dealing with. And then we're going to let you guys go home. Amen. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. And I'm going to read this, this from the Passion Translation. Just to give you a little backdrop, if you go to Luke, Luke chapter 17, you're going to see even the disciples were, um, the apostles were with, with Jesus. And they, were, they got to a place where they said, man, um, teach us how to increase our faith. Amen. So that was one of the questions that they gave Jesus, although they presented to him, teach us how to increase our faith. And Jesus being cool as he is, he, he, he began to, to, to share with them different stories and different things. One of the things he, he talked about, we're going to get into this part, but one of the things he shared about if you had the, the, you know, the faith of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, he dealt with that little thing. And then in Luke chapter 17, you'll deal with the leopard that was cleansed. And, and also Luke chapter 17, I want you to be, be mindful of that because it, it, it tells us almost this thing that we're going through right now that it's not going to last forever. Right? Because in Luke chapter 17 is where he was telling them that, listen, you, you know, they talk about when he's going to be coming back because he refers to himself as a son of man. He said the son of man is going to return. But when he returns, it's going to be just as in the days of Noah, as in the days of Lot. Remember, I keep saying that what well, is in that that particular chapter. So he was telling the disciples, y'all about to go through some stuff. There are some things that are going to happen. 
right? But be of a good courage. So then he starts Luke chapter 18, verse number one through eight. He says, one day Jesus taught the apostles to keep praying. Somebody say, keep praying, keep praying. and never stop or lose hope. He shared with them this illustration or in the King James version. I love the way he says it, the King James version. He says this. He spake a parable unto them unto this end. So he told them the end from the beginning. He said men ought to always pray. How, how often? Always pray and not to faint. So now verse number two, going back to the passing translation. In a certain town, there was a judge, a thick-skinned and godless man who had no fear of others' opinion. And in the same town, there was a poor widow woman who kept pleading with the judge. Grant me just... Now, this is the story that Jesus is telling the apostles. Grant me justice and protect me from my oppressors. Verse number four and five, it says, He ignored her pleas for quite some time, but she kept asking... Eventually, he said to himself, this widow keeps annoying me, demanding her rights, and I'm tired of listening to her. Even though I'm not a, a religious man, I don't care about the opinions of others. I'll get off my back by answering her claims for justice, and I'll rule in her favor. Then she'll leave me alone. And verse number six, Jesus continued, did you hear what the godless judge said? That he would answer her persistent request. Don't you know that God, the true judge, will grant justice to all of his chosen ones who cry out to him night and day? He will pour out his spirit upon them. He will not delay to answer you and to give you what you ask for. Verse number eight, it says, God will give swift justice to those who don't give up. So be ever praying. Ever expecting. Somebody say, be ever praying. Be ever, praying. ever expecting. Ever expecting. Having faith. That's what that means. In the same way as this widow. Even so, when the Son of Man comes back, here's the question. Will he find this kind of undenying faith on the earth? Now. This whole, this, this whole parable, I, Jesus was cool, man. He was like cool with the K. So this, this whole parable, man, he's talking about prayer and faith. Amen? So, so in the different gospels, in the gospel of Matthew, Mar, um, Jesus is presented as the king, the Messiah. Mark, he's, he's the, the, the suffering servant. I'm going to switch on down to John. He is... Um, revered or, or, or looked at as the son of God. But in Luke, Luke, he is presented to us. Luke presents him to us as, as the son of man. Luke presents to him and even Jesus himself. We saw that in, in Luke 17 where he called himself the son of man. Right? So Luke presents Jesus in this humanity state, if you would. Jesus is standing for the plight of the poor and social outcasts of that day. Amen. So Jesus was a social activist. Because he said in Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, he says, this, this is when he, when he came back to Nazareth. Amen. Y'all remember the story? He's, he's in the temple and he's reading the scroll. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released and that the blind will see and that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. So Jesus, Luke presents Jesus as this social activist. And also, if you read the book of Luke, you'll see different times where it is show, show Jesus himself as someone who prays because there's times that he was still away and pray. But when it's presented as the son of man, I mean, he cares about the issues that you and I are going through. The social injustice that we deal with. The economic injustices that we deal with. Your God and my God is concerned about those things. Amen. Amen. So now remember what we talked about when, we, when, when I shared with you what a parable is. The word parable means to lay alongside. So a parable is not a cute story. Always remember this. Because this is what I thought for a long time. A parable is not a cute story to get you to remember something. It's not a nursery rhyme. Matter of fact, when Jesus taught parables, they were provoking. A lot of times they would get people confused. It's like, what did he just say? So that's what parables are. So anytime you read the parables that Jesus taught, man, open, open your mind and your heart to receive what he's saying. And sometimes you may have to do a little research. Amen. So now let's look at this parable. Let's look at this parable, but then I'm going to let you go home. Amen. So now, first of all, for Jesus to, to, to teach a parable, that means he had something to say. Now, look at the three elements in this particular parable. We have a judge. Right. We have a woman. Remember, I told you that he was he was dealing with social injustice. Man, for them to even deal with a woman. So he uses a judge who was a man, then a woman. Not only was she a woman, she was a widow. And then in this parable, he says they were in a certain city or a certain town. So that means they all knew each other. Amen, somebody. Are you getting it? So when, and when Jesus says stuff, you, man, you got you to gotta look at it, right? So when we read scripture, we have to learn to look at it from a cultural implication. When we deal with these different things, that's why these, these three elements that I talked about are very important. So Jesus chose a woman, a widowed woman, because see, women in that time, they were recognized in society by their correlation to men. Their function in society was based on men. Right. So it works something like this. A woman, a young girl or whatever, her 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 function or her correlation was initially based on her father. Then if she was married, it was her husband. If something happened to the husband, it went to the son. And then if, if there was no son and son involved, then it went to the son in law. You see. So the woman, and in this particular story, it didn't say nothing about a son, right? Didn't say nothing about a son-in-law. So it tells us that this widow woman was fending for herself. She had no, in that culture, there was supposed to be a man somewhere to fend for you. Do you hear what I'm saying? A man to cover you. There was no father to cover her. There was no husband to cover her. There was no son or son-in-law to cover her. She was a widow and widows back in that time, but not like widows today, you know, praise God. I mean, we, we, we always pray for our widows, but it wasn't no insurance policy involved. 
So we have widows in our time that can kind of have means and do certain things for themselves. But in that particular day, no, she couldn't fend for herself. Matter of fact, the government would do little things to try to take care of the widows. Amen. But I, I promise you, she wasn't getting the best of the best. She was basically getting what was left over. So women in that time, especially this particular woman, was a woman that didn't have a voice. Do you hear what I'm saying? So can you imagine Jesus telling this parable to his apostles and saying, listen, there was a widow woman. First of all, their, their definition of a widow woman continues to run through their mind. And then there was a judge. Now, it tells us that this judge, it, it called him in the, in the passing translation and said he was a thick-skinned, godless, thick godless judge. That he wasn't even really qualified to be a, ju a judge. But by virtue of, of the Bible telling us that he was thick-skinned, it means that he didn't care what you thought about him. One of the things that governed people back in that day, y'all all right? One of the things that governed people back in that day was shame. Right, shame was a big thing to them. So on dishonor, you're not going to dishonor the family because you shame the family. This judge was a guy, he didn't care. He didn't care about what you thought, what your mama thought, what the officials thought. The only thing he knew, I'm the judge. Here come the judge. Here come the judge. The judge is coming. He was the judge, Right? So he knew he had authority. But here's the thing. He was really, he, he wasn't the type of judge that we're, was really supposed to be judging back in that time. Right? Because if you go back in Exodus, when, when even, even Jephro was dealing with Moses, they were introducing these different people that was going to be judges to help judge the affairs of the children of Israel. Right? One of the things that it said about these people that had to be God-fearing. This judge comes out, just, just comes out and blatantly say, I ain't God-fearing. Now, here's this widow woman, voiceless. She doesn't have a voice. Amen. Let's go, so let's go to the, let's go to the scripture there. Y'all all right? So did you kind of get the context of the backdrop of that? Verse number four and five, it says this. He ignored her pleas for quite some time. So that means she, she was coming and coming. But she kept asking. Eventually, he said to himself, this widow keeps annoying me, demanding her rights. And I'm tired of listening to her. Even though I'm not a religious man, I don't care about the opinions of others. I'll get her off my back by answering her claims for justice and I'll rule in her favor. And then she'll leave me alone. Let me, let me show you how verse number five reads in the King James Version. Verse five, it says, yet because this widow, this is the judge talking, yet because this widow troubleth, troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest she continue coming, she weary me. Right now, when you look at that word weary, it's not the same word weary that we understand it to be. This is what it means to beat black and blue or to hit under the eye. This judge said, man, if this woman keep coming, she going to jump on me one day because she's so persistent. She doesn't care that she's supposed to be a voiceless person in the community. She doesn't care that I'm a godless judge. She doesn't care that I, I don't care about the opinions of others. If she keep coming, something she's going to get to the place where she's going to whoop me. That's basically what it says. She's going to beat me down. So he said, before it gets to that place, I'm going to give her what she wants. 
Amen. Now let's look at, at verse number six and through eight what Jesus said. And this is the part I want us to get. And here, here's, the, here's the part that he was trying to get to his disciples because it said, at, to this end, he told a parable. Men are to always pray and not to faint. Amen. That was the end of it. So now Jesus is wrapping this whole thing up. Verse number six. Jesus continued. Did you hear that? What the godless judge said? That he would answer her persistent request. Verse number seven. Amen. This is for you and this is for me. Don't you know that God, the true judge, will grant justice to all his chosen ones? Are you chosen? who cry out to him night and day, he will pour out his spirit upon them. He will not delay to answer you and to give you what you've asked for. Verse number eight, it says, God will give swift justice to those who don't give up. So be ever praying, ever expecting. Now this is the part I want you and I to get. I'm not even going to ask my musicians to play. We're going to bring it to a close, but I want you to get this. It says, so be ever praying, ever expecting. What he was saying, what he was saying, expecting to forever be in faith. Amen. And I know it seems like the, he, used, he used a contrast. So what Jesus did is we, he took the contrast of an unrighteous judge dealing with a voiceless person in the community. But he started and said, to this end, I'm going to tell you this story. So once he tells the story, he said, now listen, don't you know that you have a God that loves you? He, he's not a God for He is the one that people fear. He's the one that owns everything. He has everything that you need. He says, so be ever praying. Don't stop praying. Ever expecting in the same way as this widow woman did. This voiceless person in the community that was not even supposed to be addressing a man the way she did. But she, she got to the place where she didn't care. She said, I was done unjustly. There's a wrong that needs to be right, and you're the one that needs to do it. You're the one that has the power, the ability to do it. And Jesus is telling his apostles, you have to have that same attitude, but you're dealing with a loving father. He's a loving, kind father. In the same way the widow woman did. He said, so when the son of man comes back, the question wasn't, he wasn't necessarily asking the question. He was telling them what to do. He says, when the son, when I come back is what he was saying, will I find this kind of undying faith in the earth, in you? Jesus is looking for that kind of undying, relentless kind of faith in you and me. So it doesn't matter what you're going through right now. Take your plea. If you're being done unjustly or something is not right in your life, go to the judge. Go to God with it. Pray to him. And when you pray to him, you got to pray in faith. Amen, Amen somebody. There's a revelation of a difference going to God in pity. 
and go unto him in faith. He, he said we can come boldly before his throne. The throne of grace to receive help in the time of need. So my, my question to you is, and to, to me too, 2021 is wrapping up real quick. Amen. We're coming to the last days of 2021. And I know for you, and there's things for me that I've been, I've been praying and asked God for. Don't, listen, don't stop praying. Don't stop asking him for it. But you have to ask him for it in faith. Amen. Be like this widow woman that had no place being where she was. She wasn't supposed to be there. Matter of fact, she wasn't supposed to have a voice. I know people think you're at the lowest part of the totem pole. But let me, I'm here to tell you that you have a voice. I'm here to tell you that God wants to hear what you have to say. There's other people around you who may not want to hear what you have to say. But God wants to hear what you have to say. Amen. If there's some injustices being that's, that's happening in your body, that's unjust. That ain't right. Go to the judge who can right the wrong. And listen, when you go, when you knock, when you pray, don't stop knocking. Don't stop. Listen, don't stop till you get enough. Keep on going. Keep on knocking. Keep on praying. See, he was, he was telling his disciples, he was letting them know that y'all about to go through some stuff. But don't stop coming to me. Don't stop. Don't stop asking. Don't stop praying. You know, the, 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 the one thing that the enemy wants us to do is to believe that God doesn't hear us. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. We read that and we quote that and make it sound so deep. The effectual, that means listen, it's, it's honest, fervent. It means like you like this widow woman, man. See, prayer is like a jackhammer. A jackhammer, man, sometimes when you're trying to bust up concrete, it ain't going to bust up the first time. Sometimes you got to get that jackhammer and just keep Keep, keep, keep hammering until, it, until you bust it up. Don't stop praying until it busts up. Don't stop asking God until it busts up. Until you get what he has for you. Amen, somebody. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Close your eyes and bow your head. Father, we bless you today. These are your people. God, we ain't going to stop till we get enough. God, Give us the faith. Give us the mindset to keep praying. Because you are a just judge. Everything we need is in you. You've already given us all your promises, God. There, We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. God, teach us how to access that heavenly realm through faith. We bless you now, God, even, even now, God, that we're going to continue to pray. We're going to pray out 2021. And we're going to pray into 2022, believing that you've already answered our prayers. And God, when you do return and God, when you look upon us, you are. Yes, you are going to find faith in the earth. That faith is going to come from us. We bless you. We love you. We could do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the matchless name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray. And all the people of God shout it. Amen. Amen. Somebody going to pray and keep on praying.
Thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.